Welcome to From the Well, a podcast from the Academy for Spiritual Formation. We invite you to take the time to pause, center, and listen deeply. The content you will hear contains excerpts from faculty presentations recorded at Academy for Spiritual Formation events. The Academy is an international program ministry of the Upper Room that provides courses of retreat and study steeped in the rhythms and practices of contemplative life. For more information, please visit our website at academy.upperroom.org. We hope you enjoy. Welcome back to From the Well, an audio blog from the Academy for Spiritual Formation. I'm Rachel Kinney. This episode airs on Ash Wednesday, so we decided to focus on Lent and Lenten practices. Lent has become a time for revisiting New Year's resolutions, just with a more spiritual focus. We see people giving up chocolate, coffee, and reality TV. Sometimes people take up habits like running or praying or reading the Bible. These can all be great ways to renew your soul or dip into forming discipline. But it depends on how it's done. Oftentimes, it is just a way to tune into the voices in our head that tell us we are not perfect enough, not good enough, or not close enough to God. Turning inward can become a way to magnify our inner critic. We focus on the gaps between God and ourselves, or worse, the gaps between ourselves and our own idea of perfection that we have made into a God. In her Arizona Five-Day Academy, Amy Odin talks about desert spirituality, and she focuses on the messages that we are bombarded with and often internalize. Listen now. And then lastly, I think something we share with the desert Christians is um, a desire for simplicity in the face of being bombarded with messages, right? We're just being bombarded uh, in the culture, and I would say we are bombarded within the church with being told, this is who you're supposed to be, this is what a Christian is, or this is what it means to be a good person, or a good American, or a good worker, or a good mother, or a good spouse, or a good, that lots and lots of messages, um, many of them false, many of them harmful. And so to seek in the midst of all of that messaging, a focused simplicity that allows a way forward toward that image of God. I think that's something we share and we long for along with these early Christians. We have taken the image of Jesus alone in the desert, and we have focused on Jesus alone. Taking Amy Odin's lead in this podcast, I want to focus on Jesus in the desert. Specifically, I want to talk about the desert mothers and fathers who emphasize the inward life of spiritual practice as it relates to the outward ability to live in community. Listen again to Amy Odin on the allure of an individual Christianity. I think what a lot of Christians, uh, particularly Christianity more than some other major religions, we have this notion that you can just be, be a Christian by just working at it on your own. <laughs> that it's, that, that um, Christianity, you can get a self-help book, or you can read a, a spiritual book, or you can even just pick up the Bible and read it. And God will encounter you, and you'll be fine, and you're good to go. Um, I, I think that's a problem. 
And I think it actually um, is discouraging to people because most people find out they can't do that. I recently got an email from um, a niece who said, um, Aunt Amy, I'm, she's in college, and she said, I don't, I'm not sure what's wrong with me. I try to read my Bible every day, but I don't understand it. And my, Bible, uh, my uh, Sunday school teacher had always told me if I would just read the Bible, God would speak to me, but I think God doesn't want to speak to me. So the danger of sort of telling people, um, you can just do this, um, and, and I think we hear it a lot, is actually not empowering at all. I think it's often very disempowering. Um, but, but, but we have a different religious culture in that way, um, and particularly in North America and um, with our value on autonomy and our value on individualism. We don't tell people, uh, if you want to follow Jesus, um, it's going to be really hard. And it's going to take some work. There is grace sufficient for the journey, praise God. Uh, But you're going to have to submit your life in some ways to a community and some teachers and folks who can walk with you and help you. Okay, that's just not something we want to say very often. And that's really different from these early desert riders. So what if this Lent, instead of letting your own voice be the critic or devil telling you that you are not perfect, holy, or close enough to God, you gave that voice a break? You decided not to do it alone. You took up something that brought you closer to God and neighbor by moving you away from isolation and moving you toward community in all its complexity, support, and struggle. Roberta Bondi, in her Academy talk on the Desert Mothers and Fathers, gives us a wonderful image from Dorotheus of Gaza, a 6th century desert writer. Dorotheus became the head of a monastery and then later another monastery, which he founded. But um, uh, part of his duties included as abbot were uh, preaching uh, twice a week to the brothers. And um, he, we don't have a whole lot of his homilies, but we have enough of his homilies to know what they were like. And it was perfectly obvious that Dorotheus uh, was, his monastery was not all that different from what it was when he was a young man. Because so many of his homilies are aimed at telling the brothers why they shouldn't be fighting with each other all the time. Uh, Now, um, remember that people are living in close quarters on top of each other. It's really not surprising that they were. But Dorotheus, such a, such a great person. Anyway, uh, Dorotheus is always telling them why they shouldn't be doing this. And in one of his homilies, he, he gives this example um, that I described in To Love As God Loves. He says, look, the reality is not made the way you think it is. You keep saying, we could only love God if we didn't have to live with these other stinking monks. But how can we love God if we have to be around them? And Dorotheus uh, said, he answered, that no, you haven't gotten it. He says, imagine, I'm going to give you a model of reality. He says, imagine that that." The world is like a giant wheel with God at the center and 
the circumference of the wheel is made up of human lives. Uh, then, so you got a big circle, God in the center. It says, uh, imagine that each life is connected to the middle of the circle, which is God, by a line. You can be imagining a pie or, you know, what, whatever uh, at this point. Um, uh, uh, mandala, perhaps. But uh, that each line moves to God in the center. And he says, now notice if during the course of our life we move from the circumference of the circle toward God, the closer we move to God, the closer we move to everybody else. Because, you know, it gets narrower and narrower as we get in toward the middle, right? And also, conversely, as we move away from God, we move away from other people. Or we could say, as we move away from other people, whatever we're telling ourselves is going on, we are, in fact, moving away from God, too. Now, I, I love, I just think this is just, so helpful. It's just because he said, look, it's not possible to love God and not love the neighbor. It's not possible to love the neighbor and not love God. He doesn't put it that way, but I think that this is in fact true. Uh, and so um, I just, I, I find this really helpful for uh, on another number of levels. And one of them is not just that we connect to God and connect to each other simultaneously. But, uh, but it points out again what Patu was saying, that, that during this period, you don't have individual salvation that doesn't involve everybody. You know, uh, that's just the way it is. You know, um, we are all so intimately connected that what affects one of us affects all of us. This image of the circle says that drawing closer to God is drawing closer to our neighbor. It asks us to reach out or at least to put down some of our defenses that keep us distant. It allows us to get curious and interested in one another. I have a friend of a friend who made a Lenten practice about food, but it was far from the typical abstaining. He decided that he would eat every meal or as many as possible with someone else instead of all alone. He used his Lent to create community and practice hospitality. Listen now to Amy Odin again as she reflects on Dorotheos' image of the circle and ties it to our larger spiritual life. And so Dorotheos said, so if we're all doing that and we're all walking toward God, then the closer we get to God, the closer we get to each other. Right? So our spiritual lives are tied individually to our communal life, right? So that the, the, the and, and when I move away from God, I move away from you and vice versa. If I move away from my neighbor, I have moved away from God, right? In this sort of image of moving toward God is moving toward each other. Moving away from God is moving away from each other. So our spiritual lives are all bound up together, right? Our, our salvation is all bound up together. There's no individual walk. I think this is different 
um, in the, the world of the desert Christians in our own time. I think in our own time, we tend to think of our spiritual lives as sort of these parallel lines where we have maybe some fellow travelers who come alongside of us for a period of time, and then they go off some other way, and we go this way. And, um, but I don't think we think of it in quite that same way, and I think that circle image is really a helpful um, a corrective and in some ways a challenge um, to the way we think about our spiritual lives. So what if this Lent you accepted the challenge of this interconnected community? Your practice could still be one done in solitude, but let it be one that draws you closer to God and God's surrounding presence in neighbor and nature. Let it be one that creates community or gives you the rest and stillness you need to reconnect to the God that lives not just within you, not just within the messages that you hear, but the God that lives all around you. Thanks for listening, and may your Lent be full of community and connection. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy this installment of From the Well, a podcast from the Academy for Spiritual Formation. We encourage you to visit our website at academy.upperroom.org to learn more about our ministry and to continue the conversation about today's topic. You can join our mail list from the contact page and you can also find us on Facebook. From the Well is now available on SoundCloud, iTunes and Stitcher. Just search for From the Well or Academy for Spiritual Formation from within any of those services. From there, you can subscribe to our monthly podcast, find previous episodes, offer comments, and share it with others. Thank you, and blessings on your journey.